Welcome to Transform Your Life with Charles Miles. Get ready to lock in, get your mind right. It's time for a change. In our culture today, especially in the, in the Western culture, our American culture, you know, it's, it seems like it's all about us. I mean, all about the people, all about the person, all about our celebrity and how do we become bigger and greater as celebrities. And we've got to be so careful of that because what, what tends to happen is I see so much focus on what people show us on the outside. As if the outside is the very real thing or as the outside is that very real person, you know, even in social media, everything, you know, we, we like to show, you know, we like to show the, 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 the glamorous things, the big cars, you know, all the fancy things, all, all the fashion, but it, it really doesn't show the whole entire person. But unfortunately, what this kind of a culture has caused or what, what it has done to a lot of us is we, we, we think that's the real thing. We think that's what, what the focus should be. And unfortunately, that's not the good thing. You know, because what's on the inside truly is who a person is. In our culture today, we have fake and flow showed so much inside of this world. Many young folks growing up, they think this is what it's supposed to be. You know, and so the problem we have with this is in, in that type of thought process or taking that type of thought process in rather, is this people are made of nothing. And they, they, they grow up and think everything on the outside is supposed to look glamorous and, and that's the real thing. But the truth of the matter, because their insides are not formed, when I say the insides, their heart, their soul is not made of nothing. The very moment something comes and attacks them, they fall flat to the ground because it seems like the world is falling on top of them and they're basically crushed. And we have to be better than that as people. You know, I, I love the scripture where we're going to start today talking about the nature of the fruit, this, this series. The reason I love the scripture that we're going to talk about today, which is in 1 Samuel chapter 16, we're going, we're going to talk about how the Lord looks at the inside of a person, not the outside. Because even in the cultures that came before us, even when we look in the context of the Bible and the, and the scripture that we're going to talk about today, just for a moment, we're going to see how even Samuel the prophet, when he was looking at one of David's brothers and how he saw him. He looked at his outside appearances and said, that must be it. You know, he must have been a, a, some sight to see. But God says, I'm not focusing on what's on the outside. Okay, man looks at the outside, but the Lord looks at the heart. And this is where I want to pick up in scripture today. So if you're going, like I said, if you have your Bibles, going to turn to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 6. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 6. And to bring you up to speed, the Lord has already sent Samuel um, into the village looking for Jesse and his son. Jesse is David's father. And so uh, as Samuel walks in, we'll pick up at verse 6. He says, now, rather, before we pick up verse 6, his sons have already been washed up and they're getting ready to present themselves before Samuel. He says, so when they came, when the sons came, he looked on Eliab and thought, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. So Eliab, I don't know how he looked personally, but Eliab must have been something else because Samuel like, surely. This must be the Lord's anointing. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance. Do not look at the outside things of what God is saying right now or the height of the stature. So don't look at his physical stature okay. because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And when we, as we talk about this today, as we start looking at the scripture, the Lord says, you know, hey, I, I get that you like the way he looks, I, that you like his physical stature. A lot of people, even, even with, with my size and even, even when I was a young man, I was uh, really muscular as a young man. They would look on my size and my height and say, man, you, you're blessed. You know, you, you, just, you just gifted. You know, they don't know anything about me. They're just looking at me. Right. And the same way here is with Samuel looking at Eliab. He said, man, and the Lord said, don't look. 
at his outward appearance. Don't look at his stature. Because those things that you're looking at right now, they're small. They're, you know, they're some of the smallest things you can look at because, see, what the person is truly made of is on the inside of him. So the Lord is not looking at the outward appearance, but he's looking at the heart. And when we start focusing on what's on the inside of a person, what's on the inside of us, because we don't get to change other people. We may can assist them in their own change, but when it comes to us, when it comes to us changing who we truly are, we must change what's on the inside of us. For the last four or five weeks or so, we've been going through the parable of the soul and talking about the seed growing up on the inside of us, changing our hearts and changing our inward soul. And that's the reason that's so important because transformation takes place once the inside of a person actually changes. And today as we start looking at the fruit of the person, what that person, when I say the fruit, what that person is producing, you get the chance to know who they truly are. I'm going to pick up here. Matthew chapter 7, we'll be looking at verse 15. And it's talking about a tree and its fruit. It says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruit, and their grapes gather, are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles. So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown to the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruit. Now, we're going to keep going over the scripture a little more um, as we go through this series, the sermon today. So beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing. So don't look at these people's appearance. Because this is how they fool you. They fool you because of how they look. And this was the religious leaders of this time. He says, I want you to understand when you see them, okay, don't, don't, don't take them for just because you see them. Understand what they produce matters more than anything. In our, in our culture today, because, you know, people wear fancy suits, fancy clothes, you know, they, they, we, we might see them on TV, we might hear them uh, in, all, in all areas of celebrity culture. He says, be careful of what you're holding on to. What are you grasping on to? You don't know them. You don't know anything truthfully about their lives. They only give you what they want to show you. And most people give you the show, meaning that don't be fooled by the smoke and mirrors. Because see, once the smoke clears away, you know, once the celebrity status goes, you get to see what that person really is. Now, let's pick up. He says, you will recognize them by their fruit. Now, this is so important because he says you will recognize what's good or you will recognize the fullness of the people by what they produce. Okay, for instance, then he, he goes on to say right here, he says, um, this is still verse 16, are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? He's saying because you can't hide, a person rather can't hide their fruit. So if a person is producing something good, you're going to see it in what they produce. So if they're doing good for the community, they're doing good in their lives, they're doing good towards their families, you're going to absolutely see it because they can't hide that. But also, you see the other side of it. Okay, if a person is producing bad things in their life, they're producing bad fruit, bad seed in their life, you're going to see it because the fruit is also going to be bad. It's not going to be good. And so when you look at a person's life, try to look at the fullness of their life or try to see the fullness before you go all in. You, you know, even when I was a young man, you know, my, my dad used to always say, you know, be, be careful how quick you go into a real relationship. You know, give that person the chance to show who they are. Because when you get an idea to see who a person really is, then you'll see them, okay, as they are. I mean, you know, you, you get to understand who they truly are. And then you get to make a true judgment for yourself or whether you should go into this relationship or not. 
And, and I kept thinking this even as I grow older. I want my kids to do the same exact thing. Give time for the smoke and mirrors to wear off. You know, when you're first going on a date or you're first going out with somebody or you're first forming a new relationship with somebody, you know, you got to be very careful about going all in too fast. Give that relationship a chance to truly form. Give that relationship a chance to truly show, show who the person or the people you're dealing with are. Because I've had situations in my life, people that came up to me and hugged me. I mean, you know, to, you know I wouldn't pray for your family and be all about you. But then all of a sudden, something changes, and it changes so quickly, it's like all of a sudden, they want to bring hell into your life. They want to fuss about you, talk about you, uh, speak things bad about you uh, in, in our culture. You know, and it's, I've seen it too many times. Okay, a true friend, even though you may have a disagreement, you may have an argument, is not going to turn on you just simply like that. Because scripture says faithful are the wounds of a friend. So even if you and a friend are, are having a disagreement, they still love you. They still care for you. And you know that's their true friend. You know, I've only had a few friends in my life that I've had since I was a young man. And I realized it's not because I wanted to get rid of people, but only a true few people that I've kept so close to me because you know what? They've been my friends regardless of the kind of man I was. Good, bad, and different, they stayed by me. They stuck by me. Even when we've had issues with some of my friends, they stuck by me. They cared for me. They loved me. See, the smoke and mirrors is not around them anymore. Their character and who they are to me has actually already showed up. And so I've stayed with them because I know they're true towards me. Now let's pick up a little further here. He says, so every healthy tree, this is verse 17. Once again, Matthew 7, verse 17. So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. Now I want to, I want to just pick up on this because this is so important. He says, a healthy tree and a diseased tree. This is where we have to pick up talking about the insides here because remember the Lord's talking about false prophets he's, he's very important so he's also he's talking about people but he's when he's talking about people he's giving you this analogy between a good tree or a healthy tree and a diseased tree recognize this both bear fruit this is so important that we, we get this right here both of these type of trees bear fruit so both of these type of people bear fruit one tree bears a good fruit good for you to take in good for you to eat but the other tree bears this disease this disease fruit that's not good for you to take in that's not good for you to 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 make part of who you are and so when we bring this up to people or we refer this to people rather see some people give you things or will help you do things that are good for your life so those seeds that they're trying to feed you the things that they're trying to help you to do these are good things Okay, that's a good fruit to eat off of. But then some folks, okay, some folks, you got to be careful who you follow because, see, if you let what they're teaching you grow up on the inside of you and become part of your life, just as diseased as they are, just as broken as they are, just as, 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 as mean and nasty as they are, you have that same thing now growing up on the inside of you. we got to be so careful of taking in the wrong thing and becoming bitter in a lot of our ways. You know, it's something how we can have children, you know, five, ten years old, and they just as mean, as nasty, and as bitter. He says, man, where did that kid get that from? And then all of a sudden, you get a chance to meet the parents. You're like, whoa, I get it now. I see it. And it's not just me saying this. I don't want to be talking about nobody's parents or nobody folks that have raised them, but I just want to give you a thought process. See, when you, the Bible says, train a child up in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Unfortunately, I want to tell you this right here. When God was speaking this to us, he was speaking about this, referring to his word, but there's an opposite of this right here. See, if you train up a child in the way they should go, okay, and it's the wrong thing that you're teaching them, unfortunately, you brought that child a lot of hardship in their life because they're going to be growing up 
up and they're going to be having all these bad thoughts in their life, all these bad things they're doing in their lives because you've trained them up in the wrong way. And now that they're old, it seems like they don't know anything different than what you taught them. And that has made it so difficult for, for some of our young men and some, and some of our young women because they only know what's wrong. They've only been taught what's wrong. And so they're trying to figure out, why is my life like this? Why is my life so broken? Why is my relationship so bitter and, and so bad? But th that's all they have known. I met a young lady one time. This is a true story. And she came to this realization that she only liked relationships where the, where the person would uh, beat on her. True story. And I thought to myself, that's crazy. But as I was listening to her, I started to understand this is all she ever knew. Okay, she thought people really loved her and people really cared for her, those who were ready to fight for her, but fighting for you, you know, and I was thinking in my mind as, I was, as she was speaking, fighting for you and fighting against you is two different things. Okay, this person is not fighting for you, they're fighting against you. You're getting your butt whooped and you say, this is love. Her, her thought process, okay, was so twisted. But all she has ever known was that because she's seen her mom live in those relationships over and over and over again. And when she sat there that day and she was talking, she said, I realized I'm mimicking my mom. Okay, this is not good for me. I got to break out of this cycle. And I thought to myself, wow, at least you get it here. At least you get a chance to understand this is not good. But so many of our children, so many of our young men and women have died because we have not taught them to be better. Okay, and unfortunately, they have not found a way to be better on their own. Yes, when a per person comes up to their, to the age of, uh, you know, when I say they get to be a young man and a young woman, yes, the right or wrong is upon them. I understand that. But some people, because that's all they know, they have gravitated to that life and they think that life is all they're going to have, all that life is all they can get. And it's terrible. Because a lot of times it's cost them their life or it cost them to be incarcerated or it cost them to, to lose the fullness of life. And they've been living a defeated life for a long time because unfortunately they have eaten the disease fruit or they've been raised in a way where it's uh, brought this disease, disease life upon themselves. Let's go a little further here as we want to break this down. Once again, I just want to go through this because if we do an exegesis of this scripture, I want you guys to see piece by piece what the Lord means with this scripture because the Lord is saying, you know what, you are supposed to judge every tree for itself. Okay, You are supposed to judge what's good and what's bad for you. So we as young men and, and, and young women, when we come to a certain age, we have that right. We, we can change our minds on things, things that are bad for us, things that are not good for us. We have the right to speak what's good into our lives. We don't have to follow, follow the fallen way of any person that, that, maybe, that we may have been following before. Okay, We don't have to do that anymore, all right? Here we go. Verse 18. It says, a healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. So Lord saying right now, when you see somebody and you see somebody's life and you see what they're producing, you know what's good or bad. Okay, and when you see them producing good things, don't be shocked because that's a good tree. So when you see that man or that woman out there and they're producing good things, when you see that person falling away from the Lord, and they're producing good things. And I put that in there just for a moment, following the ways of the Lord, not just saying they're Christian. It's plenty of folks out there that say they're Christian, but they in no way are they following the ways of the Lord. So when you see somebody following the ways of the Lord, you can say, hey, that's a good thing there. Okay, but when you see somebody producing bad things, okay, doing things that hurt people, doing things that hurt themselves, that hurt their families, and destroy relationships and destroy folks, hey, you see that's bad. Okay, you don't have to take that in. You don't have to make that part of your life. 
Then he goes to pick up on verse 19. He says, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. The Lord says only so long is he going to deal with folks who continue, basically, who continue to produce bad fruit. Because those that produce bad fruit, unfortunately, they're still producing. And other people are still eating that bad fruit. And because you continue to give people what's bad, the Lord says, I cannot keep you here. I cannot keep you in that presence because what you're doing is you're destroying lives. I'm not talking about generational curses here. I'm talking about generational behavior. And I want to make sure I say this. We can be such in a bad place simply because the same generational, the same bad generational behavior, it keeps replicating itself over and over and over again through generation after generation. And the Lord said, it's time for me to step in now. And I keep seeing when somebody or a family keeps producing the same thing over and over again, it's time for him to step in and make a change. And I love this portion because, see, this is what gives, this what gives our children, this what gives our next generation of young adults a chance to live, okay, a chance to survive. But he has to get rid of the tree, the bad tree, rather, to do this. He says, then verse 20 says, thus you will recognize them by their fruit. So the Lord said, thus you will recognize them by what they produce. But you have to stay long enough, or you have to keep your eyes on them long enough, rather, to see what they produce. And then once again, going back to the smoke and mirrors, be very careful of jumping into something too fast. Because when you jump into something too fast, you never gave yourself a chance to see the fruit materialize. It's not like jumping into the wrong relationship and you all of a sudden you got somebody jumping on you or somebody screaming on you or somebody trying to tell you that you're the worst person in the world but you, and you couldn't see it. All of a sudden you're tied into this person and you got a child with them or you just stepped into marriage too fast and you didn't know who they truly were and all of a sudden here you are. Now you're in this bad position and you can't figure out why. You didn't give the fruit chance enough, a long enough chance to materialize rather. But I want to talk about three areas today as we go forward. Three things you need to know about fruit. Three things you need to know about fruit. Go and take these notes. These are good for you. Okay, three things you need to know about fruit. Number one, fruit always bears the character or the nature of the tree that it comes from. We're talking about just literal trees right now. I'm just, I'll compare them to people in a minute, but literal trees, I just want to give you this because the Lord was teaching me about this as we were going through this, as, as we exploring this. A real tree was the example Jesus gave. I want to use this real tree also as an example here. So fruit always bears a character or the nature of the tree. Simply put, apples grow on apple trees and orange trees grow on orange trees. Okay, you will not find oranges or, or grapes, okay, on an apple tree. It just doesn't work that way. But here it goes, okay. The fruit will always reflect the nature of the tree, okay. The fruit will always reflect the nature of the tree, which entails reflects the nature of the seed. Okay, the fruit will always reflect the nature of the tree that reflects the nature of the seed. Simply meaning, okay, when you receive a seed, okay, if it's an orange seed, that orange seed now will be planted and it's planted in fertile soil, that orange tree is going to grow up to become an actual orange tree. So that orange seed is going to grow up and become an orange tree. And that orange tree is going to produce oranges. This is very important because see, the character of the seed or the nature of the seed is to produce a tree. Okay, not just any tree, not any, but it's kind of tree. It's same kind of tree. So the nature of the orange seed is going to produce an orange tree. The nature of the orange tree is going to produce an orange fruit. The same thing when it comes to people and the word of God. See, if you take in the word of God, you understand what God is trying to give you. You take it in, you plant it in fertile soil. If you plant it in fertile soil, it's going to produce like 
of, of, for likeness. Rather, it's going to produce the character that it was supposed to do because that's what the seed has on the inside of it. So if you take in God's word and you give it time to flourish in the fertile soil which you have on the inside of you, it's going to grow. And once it grows big enough, it's going to start producing fruit through you. It's going to start producing fruit. There's no way for it not to because see, everything the seed needs is on the inside of it. Okay, what you're providing is the fertile heart. You mean you have to be receptive to the word of God. Let's go a little further. Number two, fruit is always visible. Fruit is always visible. Simply mean, and nobody in this, in this room, nobody I'm talking to today has ever seen invisible fruit. How can fruit be invisible? If you can't lay your hands on it, if you can't take it in, it's not fruit. Okay, so no such thing as invisible fruit. Meaning, uh, if you're a Christian, a true Christian following the word of God, okay, and doing what God asks you to do, okay, you're going to start to produce the fruit God put on the inside of you. Meaning, you're going to start to produce God's word and act out on it. Because that's what's on the inside of you. You can't be Christian 24 years and sit there and say, well, I never really produced no fruit, or nobody even never knew I was even Christian. Be careful. That just simply means you haven't been bearing any fruit. It's, it's an oxymoron for somebody to say, I've been Christian for 20, 30 years, but nobody has ever known you Christian. You probably want them secret agents, right? And no, ain't no such thing as a secret agent Christian. Either you are or you're not. It's no more different than a person uh, that says, I play football, I was a football player, or I'm, rather, I'm a football player right now. Hey, are you practicing football? No. Uh, do you work out to play football? No. Are you on a football team? No. Are you really a football player? Okay, you have to ask yourself these things. And I don't mean to be hard or, or difficult, but if you're not producing fruit, how can you say that's, that's, that's your character or that's the nature of who you are? Okay, you can't sit there and say, I'm producing all the bad things in the world. I keep getting locked up. I'm thrown out the house. I have all these bad relationships. I've been cussing folks out. And, well, I'm Christian. You're producing no fruit. Okay, if you're producing no fruit, be careful what you call yourself. Fair enough? Okay, so number two, once again, fruit is always visible. I want to pick this, I want to give you something here, and this is in uh, Mark, Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11, verse 12. Give me a second. We're turning to Mark chapter 11, verse 12, and I'm talking about when something's not producing. Mark chapter 11, verse 12. Pick, this is Jesus. When Jesus and the disciples were out, and it says, on the following day, this is verse 12, Mark chapter 11, verse 12, on the following day, when they came from Bethany, Jesus was hungry. And seeing that this is a fig tree and leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, may no one ever eat from, from you again. And his disciples heard it. When I first was reading the scripture, especially when I was in school, I was really trying to take it in because I, I couldn't quite understand why Jesus would, would curse a fig tree. And it says clearly in scripture, OK, for it was not the season of figs. But there's something very peculiar in this verse that a lot of us miss. It says verse 13 is, is the key. It says, and seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf. That's the key to this verse, the fig tree in leaf. Okay, in, in this part of the world, when fig trees, as they come up, as they produce fruit, the fruit actually starts to produce before the fig tree actually, actually ever starts to grow leaves. So, I mean, the fruit is there first. 
He, but also, that's why he was excited. And when I say excited, he looked and he saw it. He saw it was in leaf. He approached it because, man, he was expecting to find fruit. But when he, once he showed up, okay, and there was nothing on it, he says, hmm, this tree is producing nothing but leaves. I'll give you a quick comparison. This happened in my own life. We used to have this purple plum tree. Notice I said a purple plum tree. You know, most of us have the, kind of the, the, uh, the plum trees with green leaves. Bigger, it's a bigger tree, but it grows a lot of plums. But when I was a young man, we had a purple plum tree. And because I, I've seen a, a, a good-sized purple plum tree producing these nice, sweet purple plums, I, I knew what this purple plum tree is supposed to do. And for years, I watched this purple plum tree that we had never produce any fruit. Yes, it would leave. It, the leaves would be on it in its season but never any fruit. Okay, how can you be a fruit tree and not produce fruit? Is it your purpose to produce fruit if you're a fruit tree? If you're a nut-bearing tree, if you're not producing any nuts, what, are you fulfilling your purpose? So here Jesus is expecting for there to be some leaves on this, I mean some fruit on this fig tree because he can see the leaves. And when he shows up, there's no fruit. Hmm. Because you're not doing what you're supposed to do you see what Jesus did. Now he cursed the fig tree because you're useless when you're not fulfilling your purpose. Okay, if you were just supposed, supposed to fulfill the purpose of being shade or, or, or providing shade for somebody, you got that nail. But that wasn't this tree's purpose. This tree's purpose was to produce figs. This purpose was to produce food which somebody can take in and to be made full off of, to give it vitamins, to give someone minerals. But this tree was not fulfilling its purpose. And because of that, Jesus is I, I, you, you will not produce fruit for anyone anymore, basically. And it was a done deal. And when we start taking this in, guys, start understanding this, okay, your fruit must be visible. And if your fruit's not visible, rather, you're not fulfilling your purpose. So what are you truthfully, what are you truthfully producing? What's on the inside of you that somebody can eat off of, take a piece off of, rather, and somebody can, can take it in, and when they start tasting it or start taking it in, it'll be fruitful to them. Even when I talk about the apple and the orange, when we talk about um, communion, you must take me in. Thank you for listening to the Transform Your Life podcast with Charles Miles.